Hey, hello, and welcome to Adafruit Show and Tell. It's a uh, it's a weird one because it's me. It's not Lady Ada and Mr. Lady Ada tonight. They're off doing Lady Ada and Mr. Lady Ada things. Uh, a little busy with with Adafruit business. Uh, so here I am stepping in for a, a guest slot, which I'm excited about because I love doing show and tell, uh, and I love to see what kinds of things people are building. And uh, if you want to come on show and tell, if you're watching this right now, you're like, hey, this is a live show. I wonder if I can get in on that action. You can. Uh, head on over to Discord. The Adafruit Discord is adafruit.it slash Discord. And uh, if you head over there, you'll see that uh, there's a link for the StreamYard to jump into this very show and tell. You'll be able to take a couple of minutes to show us your project, talk about it. And uh, if the show and tell is full when you arrive, don't worry. As people drop out, other people can join in. So uh, let's first of all check in with our very good friend, Kevin Walseth from DigiKey. Hey, Kevin, how's it going tonight? Hey, how are you doing? It's going good. Right. What's new? What's new? There's so much new in our industry. Nothing ever slows down, does it? This is true. So a couple of things I want to chat about today. I'll share my screen in just a second. Or actually, I'll have you share my screen because I can't do it. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, but something kind of not really DigiKey related that I started playing around with today that I don't know how I never did this in the past was OctoPrint on my 3D printer. Ah, it was incredible. Yeah. How how did I miss this and not use this for so many years? <laughs> so uh, for people who don't know, tell tell us about OctoPrint, uh, how you've installed it and what you're using it for. And how yeah, it so OctoPrint, it, it's still taken apart. I'm getting a, a better camera for it, but I had it working today. It's <clears throat> basically a Raspberry Pi that you put a firmware on it and you can control your printer from there. So I can go on a web page and control my printer from just logging on, logging into my Raspberry Pi. And then you can do really cool time lapses. You can monitor your print. I can monitor my print from my phone. And you know, it's not a DigiKey product. This is just something I personally am working on. Right. And it, it just it blew my mind for one, how easy it is to set up. For another, how helpful it is. And what kind of, uh, so, so you're using a Raspberry Pi as the OctoPrint and then your printer is plugged into it for controlling over USB. And yep. then you're talking to the uh, OctoPrint from- I'm Talking to the Raspberry Pi, yeah. which is con basically controlling the printer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Very cool. I had it installed on a, on a printer a few years ago and I since got rid of that printer and I haven't reinstalled it, but I should look back into it because I know people, uh, people love it. Yeah, and it's actually part of the Raspberry Pi OS now. When you go to install your OS, you can just go through a couple options and pick OctoPrint, and it's just, it's so too easy. Great. They're making it too easy. Yeah. So Good. it's great. So the, the next thing, DigiKey related, which is really cool, is I shared this uh, a, a while back, is our Makerspace startup guide. And this is now done. It is going to print, and we're going to be starting to distribute these and you know send these out to universities and schools. That's excellent. Basically, this is just a guide that walks you through how do you set up a makerspace, what is involved involved in it, any makerspace from a, a very small makerspace, you know, 500 to 1,000 square feet, to a very large one, basically a, a full building full of all the really cool tools, soldering stations, CNC tools, any type of prototyping, laser cutters, even woodworking. So it just kind of goes through and, you know, obviously I'm not going to read this to you guys. It'd be way too much. But, That's um, terrific, though. So you're distributing this as uh, PDFs as well as are you sending this out as print? To both. Place? We are yeah. we're printing them, and we're also going to have a PDF on digikey.com. The URL will be digikey.com slash makerspace. And, you know, we're, we'll have that available for people to check out. And then, uh, like I said, we'll have a, a print version that we can give out at different events, um, such as Open Source Hardware Summit, which was a virtual event last week. And hopefully one day we can go back to in-person events. Yeah, oh, that's really great. seeing a lot of you people. I'm yeah. up in the silicon tundra of Minnesota, and there's not much here. <laughs> the silicon tundra. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so your guide does that cover everything from like small mobile maker workstation types of things that a school might add up to like inside of a company to a standalone community makerspace? Yes, it, everything in between. And if mm -hmm. we get towards the bottom, you know, this is a, a tentative layout of what you might 
look for in a small maker space. Mm -hmm. uh, and then actually this is an image of one of them that we have in, inside DigiKey. Mm -hmm. Obviously the red kind of sticks out, but then you go into these big ones, the, the standard maker space and then the mega maker space, you know, this is an entire building. Mm -hmm. You have a, a lot of room and a lot of equipment that you need to put in there. So it, it kind of gives a, a tentative list of items as well. You know, mm -hmm. what are you going to need for the workshop, for the wood shop, for the electronics area? Mm -hmm. and it's it's a pretty cool guide. It's we we try to be as thorough as we could because we really want to help people start maker spaces. Yeah, and, yeah, that's great. And the timing is good because uh, people will be getting. Uh, vaccinated and hopefully back together in person again in the coming months and year. So yeah. this is a good time to, to help people out with uh, with setting up a makerspace. Very cool. That's the goal. Well, whoops. Sorry, Mark. I was trying to pull your, your uh, share off of there and I added Mark's camera. It was red. So anything red, I, I assume is a DigiKey thing. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for stopping in and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, JP. Take care. Take care. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Jepler. Jepler, you're the next contestant on Hello. Sean. I'm good. So if you want to bring up, well, actually, I'll show you first. I've been uh, working on CircuitPython driver for these little cameras, which are the OV7670. They're pretty inexpensive. And so far, they worked with Arduino, but we're going to bring that support over to CircuitPython. So um, if you want to bring up my screen share, I've got kind of a real close in on an LCD. And like, here's the video you get. I'm getting 10 frames per second um, yeah. at 160 by 120, I think. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the video quality is fine for what it is. I was really surprised. And yeah. so there's a pull request in to add support to the core of CircuitPython. And then we'll have a library to configure individual cameras. Uh, because the next thing we're going to look at is support for a newer style of camera module with uh, a little more capabilities, um, which I don't know if he's joining us tonight, but uh, Phil B is doing the heavy lifting on that one, and I'm just assembling the pieces. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm up to, and it's one of these things that will be in CircuitPython 7 uh -huh. in the future. That's great. So I'm curious, these modules, uh, first of all, what interface is this uh, running over? You might have said that, but I... So I didn't. Uh, these use uh, a parallel system. So there are eight data pins along here and then about six control pins. And uh, basically, so it can send eight bits at a time uh, from the camera to the computer because SPI would be a little bit slow um, since it only does one bit at a time. And there's a special peripheral to support that on like the SAMD51 chips. And uh, that's where we started. This is working with the Grand Central like I showed. Mm -hmm. The next microcontroller we're looking at is the Pico. And there we can do it with the PIO uh, peripheral. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really good at dealing with lots of data. And mm -hmm. we think we can maybe do it on some other microcontrollers, but those are where we're starting at. And where do these cameras come from? There, there must be some industrial use thing, or it's it's a gut. I, I'm not sure. Um, from the literature, this newer one was designed as a cell phone cam. If you find the data sheet for the OV2640, it shows a lovely flip phone. Um, and <laughs> these modules, I don't know where they came from, but like you can buy five for 15 bucks on wow. uh, Amazon. So mm -hmm. if you want to experiment with them, you do have yep. to do a little bit of surgery. You may have noticed uh, there's mm -hmm. a guide on the Adafruit Learn system that shows what you need to do mm -hmm. to do that. Um, but yeah, I had not done cameras before like last week and right. now CircuitPython is doing it, so. Fantastic, that's exciting. Thanks, Jeff. All right, Thanks, we'll see, you, see you next time. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Noe and Pedro. Where'd you go? I was gonna bring you on. You've disappeared. Okay, uh, Aaron, how about Aaron? Are you ready to go? Let's see. Hi, Aaron. Hi. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to be able to see too well. Um, and my Wi-Fi is a little weird. So if I drop off, I apologize. But my of project this did. week is, is a baby mobile. So I'm here in my brand new baby niece's room. And I made this uh, mobile out of sunflowers, which is basically made from craft foam on my vinyl cutter. Um, it's got, let's see if I can get below it here. It's got five active sunflowers using very... Uh, high density NeoPixels. Um, 
And it's just really cute and beautiful. She she loves it, my little baby niece. Um, the other cool thing about this is it is Bluetooth controllable. So I'm using the Adafruit app here and I can change different modes for the flowers uh, just by pressing the buttons here. But the coolest mode is the sound reactive mode. So now when baby cries or mom sings or anything like that, the sunflowers will react to the sound of my voice. Which That is one is endlessly entertaining for your niece, I'm sure. That's really cool. I think, yeah, she's gonna, when she figures out how to how to work this thing, we we're hoping there's not a lot of screaming, but. <laughs> how is, uh, is sound reactive? Uh, you have a, a, a mic on your microcontroller. That's not the phone and Bluetooth, right? That's the, the build itself has a mic on it. Oh, Wi-Fi is being a pain. Let's see. Seems like seems like we'll never know the answer to that. That's my guess. I'm going to guess that uh, that she's got a mic on there. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully we'll see more about this project because it's beautiful, and I think Erin's working on a guide for it. So we'll uh, we'll see if she if she comes back into the stream, we can ask her. Uh, but moving on, uh, let's bring on Brent. You ready, Brent? Here we go. Hi, Brent. Hey, John. How are you? Thank you. What's happening? Um, I basically built a little keyboard. Oh, you can see sure. it. Sorry about my camera, but I got the little um, Trinky guy right here. When you click a button, you know, it does the little animation. Um, I've got an ESP32 in here uh, for Wi Fi. So if I click it, it'll tell me the temperature. Oh, that's great. Outside. Oops, sorry. If I do this one, I'm calling into Adafruit IO to get the temperature on each of the different levels of my house. And then there's another one. Can you bring up my uh, screen as well? Oh, yeah, let's see. Do you have one shared? Oh, I maybe I don't. I'm Wait not sure where to do that. Uh, let's see. Well, I'll just tell you rather than take up time. Um, I've got Slack integration to my company Slack as well, so I can send Slack messages at the click oh, of a great. button. Uh -huh. It was initially just to yell at my boss, but <laughs> for show and tell, I had it toned down so I could say something <laughs> nice in the chat. That's thoughtful of you. <laughs> oh, that's great. Really cool build. So you you said you have an ESP32. Uh, yeah. Um, the I used the, the original uh, Permaproto. Um, what do you call it? Let me take this apart real quick. Um, it's like board. the breakout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, hooked up all these, and then the new um, what are those boards that just came out, like the uh, keycap feather? Yeah, mm -hmm. the, so I got the two of those, the individual ones, though. Yep. Yeah, those are really nice. You can't wait for more yeah, of those to come out. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Great. Oh well, nice build. And uh, what's uh, is that written in Arduino or Circuit Python that you have? Circuit Python. Circuit Python. Oh, very cool. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So. Nicely done. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Very cool. It's all about mechanical key switches these days. So. <laughs> They're fun. And you did something with them. A lot of times, uh, <laughs> some, some, you know, the fact that you're going to Adafruit IO and grabbing your temperature that's uh, and using a Slack integration, that's pretty great. I, I end up making keyboards with them usually. <laughs> HID uh, well, keyboard and USB I, MIDI. <laughs> I do have the mouse working on this as well. I uh -huh. just switched modes. Um, I just haven't done too much with it because it's slow and doesn't work that well. So. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I decided to do other things. Yeah. But oh, that's great. about all. Very nice. Thanks, Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. All right. Let's see. I think uh, next up we've got Liz. Hello, Liz. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, so I've been working on the Robot Poops project. Um, so if you want to, yeah. Uh, so I'm using the solenoids to cover the holes for the flute. And then um, we've got this air pump that blows air into it. Uh, and so I have a little demo going where you'll hear um, four different notes, hopefully. So if I press this button, if I press this button. So I don't know how well that came over, but um, nice. Oh no, going yeah. Uh, so next will be MIDI, and then I also need to figure out a better power situation because. Um, there's a lot happening here uh, with a couple different breadboards, and I'm pulling five volts off a metro because the feather I'm using doesn't have the five volts. But I found that even using um, a five volt um, 10 amp uh, power supply, I was only really able to comfortably have three solenoids pressed down at the same time, probably because there's a limit on how much power can go out the pin. Uh, so once I get that set, then I should be able to get 
more notes going and then add in the MIDI functionality. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's great. Uh, and then uh, the way that I'm covering the notes is just these little Ninja Flex like little nubs um, that I printed that actually fit over the uh, come on out of focus or not. Uh, it's a little nub uh, that fits over the solenoid tip, so then um, it's just kind of squishy. Because originally I was doing um, this kind of almost like a chain thing. I think I, I thought I'd be able to like, press them down, um, but that was causing problems, so I, I switched up to this single. Mm -hmm. Simulated fingertips for each uh, each solenoid, so they get a better. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Nice progress on that. Yeah, that's got to that's got to chew up a lot of current. Uh, if you're if you're yeah. holding those things down for long, they'll get nice and hot. So. Yeah, this is probably a little um, haphazard, but. <laughs> Excellent. Nice progress report. Thank you for bringing that on, Liz. Thank you. All right. Take care. Okay, uh, let's see. Next up, we've got uh, our good friend Todd Bot. Hello, Todd. Shoot. Oh, I just, oh, oh no, I, I just lost my light. No. <laughs> Wait, no, what happened to my light? <laughs> All right, well, I don't Man, have much great. light. Um, but, but that's okay because most of the thing I want to show is on this other camera. Right. And uh, let me switch to it. Um, so you might remember me showing off this little capacitive touch thing on the uh, on the Raspberry Pi Pico running Circuit Python. Well, I made a circuit board for it, and it works pretty great. And then I can change MIDI channel. <laughs> and so that's uh that's what i've been working on so far <laughs> so those are uh essentially just capacitive touch breakouts for everything uh, on a bunch of pins exactly yeah this is like this, this this highlights one of the best things about the raspberry pi pico is that it has so many pins and yeah. because of the way they've uh, the, the way the circuit python has opened a capacitive touch it's available on pretty much all the pins and yeah. so the circuit board is really simple. It's just traces going out to copper pads. You can kind of see it from the backlight here. Right. And um, and uh, and the only the only uh, extra circuitry that's needed are one mega ohm resistors that are soldered down on each uh -huh. each one. So let's see if it'll kind of focus in. You can kind of see those those little little surface mount resistors. And so I was thinking this is actually a pretty good um, first. Uh, there we go. First project for if you want to learn how to do service mount soldering, because it's basically all the same component and there's really hardly anything you can do wrong <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah. And you even did this, the, you're using the castellated pad footprint for surface mount, the Pico on there as well. Exactly. So the, so the, whoop. <laughs> so the end result is that it's really, really thin, which makes it, um, really puttable in a bag. You can just kind of slip it in, um, to, to make it a little bit more protective. I designed a little, uh, slide on enclosure for it so you can protect it um, on the bottom and then if oh you want to just stick it in your bag there's also a top just stick the bag on and now or sorry, sorry st 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 stick the top on and now you're fully enclosed just stick it in your book bag you're ready to go oh <laughs> of course one of the fun aspects of this is it because it is uh is capacitive sensing just putting your hand over here triggers everything? Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, industrial noise mode. You just start. <laughs> just, yeah, the just, just bang on this side of the board if you want to cause havoc. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and does that uh, do a calibration on boot up for the capacitance so you, you kind of don't want to be touching it when you start it, or does that it, matter? Exactly that, yeah. And um, and uh, the hilarious thing is, is that the 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 default in the, uh, uh, calibration that CircuitPython does, I think, assumes a much smaller track size, much smaller smaller sensor size, mm -hmm. because the default setting was way too sensitive. And so, when you were trying to play a key over here, it would actually yeah. trigger keys down at the bottom yeah. because there's traces going across, kind of under wow. your finger. But there's a there's a nice little software hack. You can just sort of raise the threshold of the sensitivity mm -hmm. of all the pads, and then it just works great. I was really happy that because uh, when I first hooked it up, and I was like, "Oh, it works! Oh, but it's all these false triggers down here." Sure. 
but you know, just raise it all up and then everything, everything works great. That's um, great. And is that a calibration or is that a sensitivity change you had to make in the library or can you do that in code? Just in code. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just at the top. And this is all in CircuitPython. Uh, the, let me see if I can share my screen here real quick. Um, everything is up on GitHub at, uh, at PicoTouch, github.com slash PicoTouch slash Todd. Uh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> slash Toddbot slash PicoTouch. And um, there's the schematics and there's the Gerbers. If you want to order from Oshpark, you can do it there. There's a list of all the materials you need, which is three materials, <laughs> the PCB, yeah, the Pico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and the installation is like pretty simple too. You just install CircuitPython, you install the needle libraries, copy over the code.py and you're done. Like wow. all this can be done. Like once you've got it all, it takes like five minutes to get it running. Mm -hmm. So super awesome. Really nicely done. And uh, I also noticed you had uh, movies in line there in your GitHub. That's a new uh, GitHub feature, right? Just drag an MP4 right into the... Yeah, so this is, this is one of the things that, uh, if you've ever done a lot of GitHub stuff, you might have like uh, tried to make GIFs you can embed in your, in your readme so that you can like kind of mm -hmm. show videos what's going on. And that's a mess because GIFs are like bad for that. But mm -hmm. now GitHub allows you to put movies yeah. In your issues, in your PRs, in your mm -hmm. readmes, and um, oh, good, it works again. <laughs> All my mashing made it made it go to, to a MIDI channel that I wasn't I wasn't recognizing. <laughs> but uh, just today, I implemented I implemented MIDI chain MIDI channel change, so you can, and then different MIDI channel, and then of course house music. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thank you. That's really cool. I want to. Right. That's it. Oh. <laughs> I'll post the link yep. in the in the Discord. Discord yeah, also. Too. That's awesome. <laughs> Cheers. All right. That was way cool. Uh, hey, there's Scott. Let's bring Scott on. Hi, Scott. Hello. So I thought I would nerd out with you. Um, yeah. I know I can suck you in. I've got a giant box. There's a bunch of DigiKey bags, but in these bags are a bunch of keys. Yes. keycaps for different uh keyboard stuff so oh, signature yeah. plastics who makes keycaps yeah they sell grab bags i didn't know they did that that's um, great from time to time they're they're a hot ticket item yeah. so you have to subscribe for it but i picked okay. one up i don't necessarily recommend it because uh, <laughs> i like you were saying like i bought it but i, I don't really use it yeah uh, but i thought i'd show some of those off so um what they what it is is it's it's all uh, sorts of stuff that um, doesn't pass their quality control. So that's a bad example. Uh, this is a good example here. So here's a, a delay key, but you can see that it's like got this black leaking through. So it's a double shot key, which means it's two different plastics and you can see it coming out there. Um, but it's all sorts that's of weird, cool. yeah. weird keys. Like there's this delay key, um, some, some keys are not double shot. So here's an example of one that like um, got stuck in the machine or something and had like different like legends stamped on it repeatedly. Um, you can see from the back that it's got, um, you can't see at least the double shot there. Um, there's, let me show one more. So I, I, I tried to separate them out. These are the, the, the deformed ones. Um, and I, I thought it would be cool to see all the different shapes and colors and stuff um, as a way to try that. So here's here's a weird deformed one. Like it it wasn't fully injected or something, um, which is kind of neat yeah, too. Yeah, looks like someone ran out of plastic. Right. Yeah, so I thought, you know, these, these are perfect for macro keypads yeah. that people have been doing a lot. Um, yeah. I haven't actually made one myself, but I'll probably right. pick one up yeah. when we have one in the shop. Um, and sure. then I'll finally be able to use uh, some of these keys uh, to to do something. Perfect. Oh, I that's guess. fun. Yeah, and I saw it had some odd odd like two U sizes and not. Oh just yeah. So like here's a, like a full keyboard key. Um, yeah, here's like spacebar. Like, you know, backspace or backspace or shift. Um, I've got them kind of partitioned by different things. Okay. Um, here's like military delete style thing um all sorts of stuff so this is so yeah just just taken out of like one grab bag that i ordered from them um and i kind of like split it by color and things like that 
So a lot of fun. I'm I'm very excited about that. I had no idea that they did that. They they're they're a terrific company. One of uh, one of our uh, community members, uh, Steve Nerico, who has been on here a few times with some of his keyboard-based uh, music mm -hmm. projects, he had customs made there. Oh, yeah? Little light pipe ones, so they, oh, they nice. double shot, but one of the shots is a clear plastic uh, or slightly frosted, so you can see LEDs shining through. Yeah, so they're, they'll they're definitely like, a, definitely a really reputable, reputable company for it. Uh, this is just the ones they don't guarantee. <laughs> uh, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Thanks for bringing those on. Yeah. And uh, do you have a show this week? Are you on on Friday? I'm on on Friday, and I've been toasting myself doing MicroPython merges. So for anybody who's wondering our relationship with CircuitPython's relationship with MicroPython, I'm sure we'll talk all about it on there. Um, am I the last person? I have one other thing I could uh, We have a couple other people, but okay. we also don't have an Ask an Engineer tonight, so I, I don't mind going long. I always go long when I do show I'll, and tell, but this I'll, time I won't feel bad about it. <laughs> I'll save my other thing. Uh, I, I, got, I can always come on next week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, John. All right. Uh, how about Stuart? Let's bring Stuart on. Hi, Stuart. Hey, how are you, John? I'm doing well. How are you? Okay. Um, I need to share my screen. <laughs> All right, please do, uh, and I'll bring that on, or if you're going to switch your camera, go ahead. Okay, this is my first time doing a share screen, but uh, can you see oh. me? Let's see. I don't see it yet. Are you sharing it with the little uh, share plus icon down at the bottom? Yes. Okay. So share screen was canceled. Make sure you click share screen. Okay, just click it again, share screen. Sometimes your browser will demand that you agree to some settings to, to allow the share. Share on the model, not cancel. Uh, maybe I should uh, wait and get it together. <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting the share screen. Then it comes up your entire screen. I select it and yeah. I hit share. And it comes up with sharing screen was canceled. Make sure you click share on the model and not cancel. Hmm. Uh, sure you know what I'll do? I can I can pull you off for a second. You can try to get it, okay. and I'll see if you get that screen up. And uh, <laughs> it might be a system uh, accessibility permission, depending on your operating system, where okay. your system has to allow your browser to share a screen. So okay. give that a shot. I'll, I'll I'll bring you back on. All right. Uh, let's see. How about Michael Micah, who's been patiently waiting? Hey, Micah. Hello. So um, I've been working on a couple things. I'm going to share the um, prop, the most complete one first. All right. So you might not have guessed, but I'm a teenager and I play Minecraft. So hey, I'm normal in that way. Um, but I've, oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry. My, my cat is, I need to get her out of here. <laughs> um, Go ahead. You can tend to your cat if you need to. We're in no hurry. It's fine. Um, so I've been working on a Minecraft modification, or mod for short, that lets me control a robot. Ooh. So um, I ha don't have a real robot to demonstrate it on, so you're going to have to use your uh, maker imaginations. But I'm ready. It It's the concept that matters. So yeah. I'm going to share my screen real quick. All right. Oh my gosh. Uh, her name is Ida and she's I, I, Ida. not not normal. <laughs> um All right. I've got All right. So I've got my Discord open here. Um So this is Minecraft. Blah, 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 blah. Pretty normal. Um, if I hit escape, or no, if I hit V, this, and I'm using, oh, is it messed up on your screen too, or is that just on mine? Uh, it's sort of window in window looking. Something went strange oh, with uh, display drivers, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm on an M1 MacBook. <laughs> display drivers are not fixed for that yet. Uh, is it? Uh, well, if I hit V... Yep. Um, up here it says make robot friend requester config. I'm using their make robot friend hashtag. Okay. Because why not? Yep. Um, and in base URL, 
I can type um, HTTP colon slash slash, and this is based on a web requester. So how it works is I have a block in Minecraft, and when I use Minecraft's kind of wires to switch on that block, like mm -hmm. to power it, um, the block will make an HTTP GET request to a mm -hmm. web server. And that web server can be anything, and it can be running on a robot. That's cool. So, like, if you if you use Flask, it could just <laughs> move the robot. That's so excellent. 127.0. You can probably guess what I'm doing right now. Um, I have this web server. It's just a Python HTTP server. And if I type, oh, I need to put a slash here. F B L R. And if I hit OK, nothing seems to have happened. If I hit a, uh, if I open up my inventory and I search FWD, ah, can't type today. And if I place this down, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. a custom block. Uh -huh. I added that in my modification. So now if I take a button, just any any kind of button, and I place it right here. Watch the wait, uh, watch this screen right here. Okay. When I press this button, it used to work. Uh <laughs> I have no idea what just happened. But what oh I know. Um 127.0.0. Oh, it's HTTP. I forgot to specify the port. Right on. Sorry. No worries. No hurry. This is really cool. And if I type F, it makes the request. That's awesome. <laughs> really cool. So you've it, created this mod yourself from scratch? Um, Yes and no. I use yeah. software to make it because I'm yeah. lazy. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and because Java, I'm going to be perfectly honest. It's, it's not, it's not pleasant. It's uh -huh. Java, not cool. Um, so it's also works for register search block because all of them have block in it. It's got all of these. If I can, I can put these in my hot bar and I can place them around. Mm -hmm. I'm, I was thinking that because basically, right? What? <laughs> You've made a big joystick essentially for driving your robot. Yeah, and the cool thing is you can integrate this with any redstone contraption. Redstone is like yeah. Minecraft's wires. Yeah. Um, and you can link this up to anything because it's, it uses default Minecraft stuff. It's no weird. It has yeah. to be a player interaction. Right. Oh, that's great. That's really cool. One thought I had is I've been playing around with uh, these. Uh, LifeX brand RGB light bulbs. They're Wi-Fi light bulbs. And so they can uh, receive HTTP uh, curl commands. So I imagine you could have real world light bulbs that react to what you're doing inside of uh, Minecraft with, with the control scheme you've built. Yeah, it. there's a lot of things you can do with HTTP requests, although there's a lot of things you can't do with them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really can we just cool. take a moment well, to... Can we just take a moment to appreciate how HTML is a language that can make HTTP requests but doesn't have variables? <laughs> um, well, this is so really cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, ask you if you if you have more to show, come on again uh, next week because I want to keep moving along so we can right, sure bring thing. other people on. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Very cool. Uh, all right. Hey, John Proctor, you ready? Because here we go. Hi. I am ready. How are you tonight? Good, thank you. What's happening? So I want to talk about um, LEDs and computer cases. I All right. I love LEDs, but I don't want it to be just blinky. So I have um, a bunch of these NeoPixel jewels in my computer case. And let me, um, I have four uh, temperature sensors. Um, there are these uh, one wire temperature sensors in there. And they're all hooked up to uh, pin five um, on um, on on the board that I have in there, and so I have the. Let me switch over to this. Inside my computer, there's different. Um, there there's four different zones where it's sensing temperature. There's an air intake up top. There's the bottom of the radiator. Um, ambient air temperature inside the case and then the GPU um, exhaust out on this side. And so you can see 
this uh, this one up here is, is yellow right now. And if we had a heating event, this is just to simulate that. Um, <laughs> I like that heating event. Slow to respond, but but this sensor will heat up, and now it's turning red inside the case. So um, I've got this on a uh, on a board plugged in into an internal USB device. So it's always just showing me the temperatures inside the case. That's great. Yeah. So it's a, that's a really cool. Yeah, it's a really cool visualizer for what's happening. Uh, yeah. It, in, in the real physical space. That's really cool. Yep. And then since uh, since everyone seems to be doing uh, keyboards, um, I've yeah. got my, a little, uh, my Pico and a little keyboard going. And right now I've got it set up as a MIDI. Um, so I'm working on a MIDI and a macro keyboard. And cool. uh, I'm, you know, always ordering more hardware. I want to do a second version of that circuit board to get it working a bit uh -huh. better. Really cool. And uh, so, John, for the uh, computer case, you have a microcontroller in there that you said is plugged into the USB for power, yes. and it's it's what's running the um, temperature sensors and yep. the NeoPixels. That how that's built. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Nicely done. That's a that's a practical use of all this stuff. I love it. Yeah, it's a fun way to to see what's going on inside the case and. Um... It reports the, the temperatures out, and you can see like there's a 14 degree temperature difference going across the radiator. Um, so that's you know it's always interesting to see how effective they are and what's going on. Oh, and I just realized you probably can code it anytime you want from that computer because it's always plugged in as a yep <laughs> as a, as yeah, a USB it's device. It's a bit of a problem because I've got four microcontrollers plugged in right yeah. now, so I, I always have to figure out which one I'm going to. Yes. But, um, Yes, this happens to me a lot, actually, where I'm like, oh, gosh, what did I just save code.py to? Maybe it wasn't the one I thought I meant to. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you a hint. I, I put, like, temperature control.py in. Yeah. in so when I when I go save as, I can go figure out or open. I There's something there to give you a hint about which it. control you're on. Yeah, that's smart. And you can also rename. It doesn't have to be named circuit. Uh, uh, C Python drive the the circuit Python drive you can rename that drive which sometimes is a is a help sometimes you aren't paying attention like me and <laughs> and you forget yeah uh, but uh, yeah very nicely done thanks for for bringing those on appreciate it you bet bye uh, all right let's uh, let's check back in with Stuart and see if uh, you've had any success with some screen share okay action. yeah I believe so can you see the screen let's see. I still don't see a separate screen showing up to share. Okay, hold on. Let me do this. Mm -hmm. And what about no? Still, same things coming up. Rats. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll join next week. Okay. <laughs> what are you working on? What's your What's your project? If you can describe it. Well, I it's it's at the office. I built it last year, and uh, it's like a periscope. I uh, interface the microcontroller with a Nexion display that talks two way to the controller. And I have a 360-degree PRI on the other side of the cubicle. It hangs on the cubicle. And it's a, a reverse car on, uh, video. And I have a camera that escalates up. And then my, the video is by my computer. And That's as cool. people walk by, I have a neon, uh, a NeoPixel on there. And the Nexstarn display has a, has a password. I punch in the password because you can make menus. And once I open it, I, I have a menu for my NeoPixel and my motor where I can test it and press it. And, but um, yeah, I'll try to um, <laughs> share it next week. Good. Now, well, I'm glad you described it though, because now we have some anticipation for, for when we get to see this. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Stuart. Okay, we'll see you next time. Okay, no problem. Bye. Oh, that sounds cool. I can't wait to see that. Uh, all right, let's bring on Dannon. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Did you have a good trip to New York City? I can see that you're yeah, an Adafruit. You're in the Adafruit factory, I think, or I'm <laughs> in my workshop, maybe. Uh oh, <laughs> technical difficulties. Hey, and um, <laughs> um, I wanted to give a quick shout out, if I could, to Dan H. Uh, Dan and uh, the brothers did a. Uh, was it getting started with uh, Circuit Python back on Circuit Python Day in 2020? Mm -hmm. Great video. I was enjoying that before this, and oh, yeah, excellent. Lots to learn. I'm actually going to go back and 
find uh, find my CPX and then like work along with them. So it's oh, really perfect. awesome. Good to hear. But what I came on to show, I I lucked out and I managed to cross an electric bike on Facebook. Oh, cool. at, at a decent price, but it only has a seven and a half amp battery, and I'm like 250 pounds, so it doesn't get me too far. <laughs> so I uh, lucked out, and I came across a bunch of Ryobi lawnmowers, and so I have a few batteries to work with. So I thought I'd do a, a mobile charger. And I'm no engineer or whatever, so if anybody on Discord wants to tell me I'm like shouldn't do that, that's going to explode. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, that's a, maybe a good one to to run by people. Sure. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it, I don't know, to me in theory. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it'll uh, just whoops, and of course live demo. Anyways. Well, okay. Battery goes in that far, <laughs> and then plugs in, charges the bike, while it, either while it's in motion or when I'm at a store. Uh, obviously, when I'm at a store, I can shut it off and charge it. Um, but yeah, and also another a thank you to the uh, was it the um, uh, holy vey. I'll pick up my mouth later. Um, another uh, thank you to the brothers when they were playing with. Arrays, I uh, went and picked up one of my own. And this, I'm going to try. I don't know uh, what I'm gonna do as far as waterproofing or whatnot, but I thought it would make oh, a real good big old tail light. Yeah, that's smart. It's uh, viewable yeah. from the side as well, so helpful for exactly. cars. The, yeah. the whole thing of not wanting to get run over, you know, silly yeah. little request, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to, uh, I used to, I was fortunate enough to be able to ride my bicycle to work uh, here when I worked at Disney Animation. And I think the very first thing I ever bought from Adafruit was the uh, spokes, the LED spoke persistence of vision thing to put on my wheels so that cars wouldn't hit me from the side because I was riding home at night. Uh, that was like maybe the very first Adafruit thing I ever got. <laughs> that is awesome. That, that was such an awesome kit. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I had a Batman. I had the Batman logo on my front wheel and just like flashing red on the back or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Riding in style. That's right. Well, very cool. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing that and uh, definitely use the, the resources of uh, of the Discord, Adafruit Discord, to uh, to run high power charging things by them. <laughs> well, it, 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 the voltage, the voltage on the, on the uh, Ryobi batteries, they're 40 volts. And the charging, the stock charger for the bike is 42.3. Oh. So it's not a big step. Right. right. So I don't know. I just didn't know like if they're like the whole, wave signals and all of that funkiness that I honestly have no clue about. I didn't right. know if there was anything in that realm that's like you know, throw up some red flags or whatever. But Yeah, well, it'll be, it'll be a learning experience for sure. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Everything's cool. an experience until it blows up in smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even that's a learning experience. All right, well, thank you so much, Dan, and we'll, uh, we'll look forward to seeing some of that progress next time. Excellent. Have a great Bye. one. Thank you. All right, uh, we've got uh, Ariel, who's been waiting patiently in the wings here. Hello, Hello. Ariel, how are you? It's Ariel, but- it Ariel, hi Ariel. Um, so I'm a first year engineering student and uh, for our final project, because semester is just ending, uh, we had to help this woman out who had um, a couple disabilities and she couldn't really move, but she really liked to paint. So um, I took an RP2040, which is in there and some L298N motor drivers. Um, and made this little thing here. Oh my God, my headphones disconnected. But here, let me turn that on. And then you can see as you move, oh, it's green, so it's messing it up. But as you move this, I move this to the thing, and then here you press it and it goes down 
Press it and it goes up. Let me reconnect my headphones one sec. Ugh. Which one is this left? <laughs> live demos. These huh? things happen. These things happen. Yeah, live <laughs> demos. Okay, there you go. I can hear you now. All right. Um, but yeah, that was my final. That's terrific. Project. Yeah. So so you have uh, joystick control, motor driver, and a X Y axis, as well as an actuator for uh, sort of brushing down. Yeah. On on Thingiverse, the person who designed the actual like mechanism of the paint plotter, his name mm -hmm. was DIY Machines, I think. So check him out. All right. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. So she she doesn't like to like grip things. Mm -hmm. So we built this uh, joystick, uh, this custom 3D printed in nice. green. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. yeah, so I just turned it onto like one of those casino style, uh, or not casino, what am I saying? Uh, arcade, like style. arcade Yeah, arcade style joysticks, which just has like a screw. And then you can put your hand in it so that you don't have oh, yeah. to hold it. Yeah, and, nice. Yeah. So Would you give us another demo? I'll, I'll pull you full screen and if you can. Uh, okay. So here, so as you. So you put your hand in and then you move it and let's say I want, then it paints. So right now there's hardened paint on the end, but yeah. So you just move it around however you want. You can move it on angles. It's an eight axis. It's not a uh, infinity axis, it's not an analog, but it still works. Uh, and then, yeah, you can just turn it. That's the whole That's thing. Great. I posted a YouTube video for it. We made a funny little pitch on show and tell a while back. Oh, that's great. Uh, and someone asked in the chat uh, about loading the brush. Do you set like little paint pots off to the side maybe so that you can go and add so, paint? So we we were wondering about that and we were like, so we only had six weeks to do this, which is a very uh, short amount of time relatively. Mm -hmm. So you could have added like, just like paint here and then it can just like kind of run into the paint. We had yep. ideas for that, but mm -hmm. in the end we needed to just finish it and make sure. something. So um, what we said was when you're painting, you have like a little kind of like thing to grab paint out of if it's like a really deep, uh, like here, before I have it right here, one sec. So this is too deep to grab with like a paintbrush. So you use mm -hmm. this little tool just to like stick it in and grab the paint. Mm -hmm. So what you can do, stick it in, grab the paint, rotate it to the side, and then just put it uh -huh. on and then just turn it back. Excellent. Yeah. Nicely done. Thanks for sharing that, Ariel. Yeah. And if people want to find out more about it or check out your YouTube video pitch, uh, where would you put a link in the chat? Sure, sure. I'll put uh, it's on show and tell. Um, yep. But here, I'll put the YouTube video. Uh, yep. And the GitHub is in the description for Excellent. all like the CAD and everything. Super. Uh, there we go. It's over in the Discord chat for anyone who's wondering. Thank you oh, so yeah. much, Earl. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Uh, all right, and Mark, uh, I think you're going to be uh, playing us off here. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, just a small update on the show and tell badge I showed last week. I finally got oh, revision great. two, where I actually had the correct pad placement for the IMU. Uh, I've never soldered anything this small before. Yeah. And I put the Lego piece on there just to show all my friends what I was <laughs> talking about. Um, <laughs> I'm actually remarkably surprised this is now working after I put it through the toaster oven numerous times to both try to solder it back and to remove it, to remove bridges. And um, one thing I'm discovering that I really should just buy is a hot air gun um, to work on small areas without having to fry everything. But uh -huh. I figured at this point it's there. And if I... I love the Lego stud for scale. That's excellent. And a one by one Lego stud works so well because everyone knows how small those are. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think that really got it. And then I was telling them it's like, and there's 16 pads on the bottom of that thing. Um, where is where I'm discovering I'm older now and needed to find a old magnifying headset that my dad had mm -hmm. in the basement. And that's I been invaluable. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part is when I actually hooked it all up, I'm actually getting sensor data from it. And if I move it around, the gyroscope is responding. Uh, this Great. I finished in CircuitPython literally 15 minutes before show and tell started. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> as all great things. So uh, yeah, I still have to actually 
rate a driver and make it work better than it is. But um, yeah, great the badge progress. comes along. Can we, uh, was that a photo or do you have a camera you can show us the badge with, was that a still? Uh, it was my camera, but I think it's disconnected. So this okay. is the ba badge that I've been working on. Um, if I flip to this view. This webcam is not nearly as good as the SLR I've got going. Uh, yeah, so this was the previous version that I showed last week. Um, I will still need another revision as these header pins were um, not quite far enough, or sorry, not quite close enough together. And that's exactly what I did. I kept telling myself I need to bring them closer. They're too far away. So when I went in to change it, I promptly made them farther away because it's the last thing I said in my head. So, <laughs> oops, <laughs> yeah, didn't help my uh, cause there. And I figured I'd probably mess something else up. But uh, yeah, the fact I finally got uh, a chip that I never thought I'd be able to get attached to anything. Yeah, about. that's impressive. Nicely done. So, All right. Well, thanks for sharing yeah. your progress. And uh, we'll see you with uh, some more on that next time, I hope. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, all right, well, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everyone, for joining, and uh, thanks for sticking with us. This was a long one, because why not? Uh, there's there's a Ask an Engineer happening tomorrow night rather than tonight, so we had a little bit of free uh, airspace here, so uh, we took it up with some cool projects. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you next time, and be sure to tune in tomorrow at 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern time for my Jump Parks workshop show, and then at, uh, I believe it's going to be 8 o'clock Eastern for Ask an Engineer, but check our blog for details. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.